Women really were very simple creatures, he thought now, looking into her pale blue eyes. They might tremble with indecision, affect shock and dismay at the very idea, but he knew these for the stages they felt obliged to go through. From the moment she laughed at his jokes, he knew he could have her whenever he wanted. He'd followed up that first encounter in Belgrave Square with a letter. For discretion's sake, he had sent it by post, for the price of a new penny black. In it, he declared, in the most florid and romantic of terms, how much he had enjoyed their conversation, and how rare a beauty he thought she was. It was impossible to get her out of his head, he'd enthused, smiling as he imagined her reading his words. He'd suggested they meet for tea at Morley's Hotel in Trafalgar Square. It was a well-frequented establishment, but not usually by anyone with whom John was closely acquainted. The invitation had been something of a test. If Susan were the sort of woman who could manufacture an excuse to travel across London and meet him in the middle of the day, then she was a woman who was free with the truth, capable of duplicity and therefore worth pursuing. He barely managed to contain his feelings of triumph, as she walked through the glass door of the hotel, accompanied by Spear. Of course, it must be said that in most of this, John was entirely mistaken. He thought so much of his powers of seduction that it never occurred to him that Susan Trenchard had no need to be seduced. The truth was that when she learned of John's dazzling prospects, coupled with the very real attraction she'd felt for him at their first meeting, Susan had decided that she would be first John's mistress, and then, if things went well, she would decide how far things might progress. He should have known that the mere fact she'd brought her maid into the secret, as she must have done by getting her to accompany her to the hotel, meant that she was an active and not a passive participant in the plan. Susan knew well enough that no one would question a wife leaving the house with her maid. There were plenty of legitimate reasons for her to be travelling around London or elsewhere, shopping, lunching, visiting, as long as she was accompanied by a maid. Bringing Spear into her confidence had ensured the success of Susan's scheme. She would certainly allow John to give himself the credit for turning her head and luring her into sin. All men like to feel they are leading the dance, But the truth was that if Susan had not made the decision to go astray, it would not be happening. On the day in question, she told Oliver she was meeting an old girlfriend up from the country and taking in an exhibition at the National Gallery. Oliver had not even bothered to ask the name of the woman she was meeting. He just seemed to be glad that she was keeping herself busy. Spear very tactfully disappeared as soon as they entered the foyer of the hotel, leaving her mistress to approach John on her own. He was sitting in a corner next to the grand piano, with a flourishing potted palm just behind him. He was more attractive than she remembered, much more attractive than her wretched husband. As she wove her way through the chairs and tables, she found to her surprise, that now the moment had actually arrived, she felt a little nervous. It wasn't the prospect of an affair. 
She had known for a year or two that she would fall into one sooner or later, so unsatisfactory had the occasional fumblings with Oliver become. And she was barren, something that had caused her a good deal of heartbreak in the past, but which had its uses now. She allowed herself a smile. Her nervousness must be all that remained of her girlish modesty, a fragment that had somehow survived her hardening into the woman she'd become. She kept her head down to avoid eye contact with the groups of ladies who were sitting together drinking tea. Morley's was not the sort of hotel that any of her close circle would frequent. John had been right in that, at least. But one could never be too careful. The capital was a small place, and a reputation could be ruined in one afternoon. She sat down swiftly with her back to the room and gave John a look.